0: Hello and welcome to Mechtrospective, the mecha-podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Mazinger Z. I'm Tooch.
1: I'm Devin. This is an SD episode.
0: Yeah, our first SD of 2020-ski.
1: Yeah. You're going to be seeing more of these, uh, for various reasons.
0: Most of the- because sometimes we want to do- sometimes we don't want to have to edit a three-hour podcast.
1: Yeah, because I've been- if you've been
0: noticing the same trend that I've
1: been noticing editing them, uh, these are getting fucking long-
0: uh, I think we're either getting better or worse at this. I don't know. Which one?
1: <laughs> I mean, I just listened to our War in the Pocket episode again from, like, forever yeah. ago, and, like, God, we're so much better than we used to be. I want to redo every single thing we did pre- our pre-Moon Wars. Okay,
0: okay good. <laughs> Pre-Moon Wars. I want to, I want to. <laughs> that's re- that's our timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, what are we doing? What are we doing this week instead of a thing? I mean, they saw the title, so they have some yeah, idea. Yeah, so they, they I, have, they have more of an idea. For some, of what we're for some reason, online content, online content for some reason demands that we pretend that the person re- listening to this didn't re- read the title and possibly the description.
1: Well, here's the thing, Tooch. They know more about what this episode is about than we do.
0: Right. Because so, we haven't even done it yet. We haven't even done it yet. We're talking to people in the future.
1: It's not that this is our show isn't heavily scripted like it totally is. Oh, I typed an extra "s" in there.
0: <laughs> you shut the fuck up! It's, I, did, I didn't know what you were talking about for three seconds. <laughs> oh my god, the bit! I got lost in the bit. Yes, you did. <laughs> um,
1: school is in session. Yeah, we're gonna do so. Uh, I, I, we're gonna be doing a series of lectures, and by lectures, I mean just kind of open discussions with you, the listener. Less it's about kind of, we're,
0: we're having class. We're having class outside today, gang. It's just gonna be chill. We're just gonna we're gonna rap. I'm gonna sit backwards on my chair. Let me get real with you, kids.
1: It's gonna be great until it starts raining, and then we hear the uh, the football coach say something racist from, from from his car, and then we all have to go inside and pretend we didn't hear it. <laughs>
0: uh I think
1: that actually happened to me, but. <laughs> So, uh, today we're going to be talking about Mecca, of course, this is, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be talking about Mecca more as a whole, and for people who don't entirely have, you know, people who aren't into Mecca.
0: Which, honestly, for for some reason, is a significant portion of this audience.
1: Yeah, because I feel like everybody has, like, one Mecca seer. Like, I'm talking, like, you're fucking, you fucking normies out there. It's like... <laughs> I feel like most people have like one mecha series and maybe like a Gundam series that they hold close to them, and then they have this mm-hmm. this misconception that that is the only mecha series that did something that stands out from a line of identical giant robots, which right isn't it's, it's the their, case their
0: exception. At all. Like it, it, oh, this was an exception, or this one just this one just spoke to me, or like this was the one I watched when I was I was like ten, and I don't feel like. Going back to it, or if they do go back to it, it's just a lot of wow, cool robot. Uh, it's it's like
1: a, one of four shows this usually tends to be Gundam Wing,
0: uh huh,
1: or New Mobile Report Gundam W. If you have a Galaxy brain like I do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, followed by Evangelion, or I mean, I have to start calling it Evangelion, if- uh, Evangelion, because that's how it's actually pronounced.
0: Oh, interesting. I, um, I'm, I'm gonna. Not I, do I, that. I'll di- I'll die before I do that. Um, <laughs> anyway
1: uh Gurren Lagon and Pat Labor. Those seem to be the kind of the big 4 of the I don't like Mecha but I like blank.
0: Right. I, I think I like to think of it generationally in broad strokes, I think, you know, anybody older than us like watched Voltron. Yeah, I'd uh, say like if you're if
1: you're if you're a a boomer out there, if you're one of our boomer listeners, um yeah, they probably watched Robotech uh, or Voltron.
0: Right, Robotech was the other. I knew there was another one I was miss. I was forgetting, Robots. and I was. It turns out I was forgetting it on purpose. And then obviously, you know, if if you, uh, we, uh, I I have this I have this weird thing in my head where it's like yes, like yes, Transformers technically counts. We'll get into that. Uh, I think as uh, through this episode because it's such a weird thing. We're we're gonna we're gonna grapple with genre.
1: That's more what this um, is. More of an, a semi informal disc. A semi informal informal discussion.
0: Talking about robots gives me a semi. hey
1: So, uh, we, we're here to inform you while being informal.
0: Very informal. So... Um... But yeah, but I, what I was gonna say was, and then, like, the, the, the ones you listed off are, like, more 90s kids, and then, like... Kind of like people uh, our age. Right. Did, what did Gen X watch? I guess also Gundam.
1: Yeah, Gen X probably... Uh, got Gundam. Amaro, probably...
0: you have to pilot Gundam.
1: <laughs> I-, I doubt many people actually saw the Gundam <laughs> movies back when they were dubbed in like '96, '97.
0: Probably just uh, probably just a bunch of like a bunch of like st- stoner burnouts who like worked at a video store.
1: Because like I think in the throughout the '90s, I'm definitely sure a couple Becca OVAs came out here. I know throughout the '90s we started getting the Gundam OVAs. Like, 8th MS Team actually aired on Toonami, so did War in the Pocket, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. And Charge Counter-Attack yeah, had, like, they made, like, a big deal out of airing Charge Counter-Attack for the first time in the U.S. in, like, 2003 re- on Adult Swim.
0: Every time I think about because it's like, yeah, because you're, you're you're right, after Gundam Wing and G Gundam hit it big on Toonami, they, they legitimately put a lot of effort into pitching the Universal Century, and, like... Me, as a kid back then, I, it, it didn't work. I had no interest in it. I was watching it. I remember, I all, all I remember is, I don't remember anything about the content itself from back then, but I just remember sitting in front of my TV being like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't like this. There's no cool robot yet. Bye. I'm going to see what's on Nickelodeon. This is old. <laughs> well, no, like I, <laughs> it probably wasn't. it For me, it wasn't the age of animation, probably. I mean... Fucking, but it was. It, it. I think it was just the, the. You know. I, especially coming off of Power Rangers and sent like se- like Sentai had already broken into the mold, which also is or, which is, is like to- Tokusatsu is also gonna be. When did Mighty Morphin Air? I, I. have
1: like. I. My. My. Not... Sentai. Power Rangers knowledge is very tertiary.
0: Let me see. My More of a common Morphin. writer
1: guy, and even then, my common writer knowledge is nowhere near his encyclopedic oh, as encyclopedic as Oh, don't my you mean
0: MAST RIDER?
1: Saban's Master Rider,
0: <laughs> um,
1: 1993. Okay, Hazel, yeah. So, baby, I was um, I was in utero. Actually, not even not even
0: terrifying. Um, I was not. Even but yeah, a I mean, yet. then it aired, and then you know it, it aired forever and still airs to this day. So, but but yeah, so like that had definitely broken the that had definitely that was one of the first like tropes that I realized because I you know like. The Gundams in Gundam Wing, they didn't combine, but they were very much a team. They were like a color-coded squad of teens, like they yeah. were teens with attitude. And so that's where I was coming from, and I was like, okay, so this is what this is. What, and then they, and you know, like the the Power Rangers, like their their Megazord, like they transformed and combined into a big thing. And like uh, the the Wing Gundam turned had a jet mode, and like I I didn't you
1: totally aped off of the Zeta.
0: <laughs> Which the Zeta totally um,
1: aped off of the L guy Mark II.
0: Okay. Um, I'm but sorry, yeah, but I just need to let everybody that's... know that my
1: brain is very big.
0: But that's where I was coming from, and so when I started to get a better... And even, like, G Gundam, it's like nobody, like, super transformed or anything, but, like, the the shining finger, like, the the shoulders opened up. It, like, almost a very proto-unicorn way, actually, now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, because I, I kind of like that the... Uh, the like, because the Gundams always have, like... Have kind of like the faceplate with the with the mouth vents, yeah. And like, it, I always when as, as a kid, I always saw that as like looking like kind of like a ninja, like with a mask covering the bottom half of your face. And then like, it, but I I I think is once again because G Gundam had kind of the Street Fighter thing going on, about with everybody being representative of their country, I'm they they kind of took the Gundam and like sam and samurai the hell out of it.
0: Yeah, um, but so, so, like, that's where I was coming from, and then when, you know, it presented to me this, this much more bare-bones, like, mecha, like, war drama, like, I, it just didn't click, it didn't grab me, because it was so, it was unfamiliar to me, I was like, I don't know what this is, like, I, you know what, yeah, that's, that was my first real robot, like, I, I didn't, I didn't click with what real robots were supposed to be, because it's, like, like, I wouldn't call Gundam Wing a super robot show, but in least, terms of real robots, it's got a lot of anime bullshit that still resonated, so
1: So do you want to segue into that for people who might not be aware of what the real and super terms really mean because we throw those around a lot?
0: We throw them around a lot, but I, I I like to think we I like to think that not that they're self-explanatory, but it's like you can use context clues, but 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 essentially like a, a super robot is Probably most layman's idea of what a giant, especially like famous giant robot anime are like Mazinger Z and just like big, big attacks, like big marketable toy commercial motherfuckers and like everybody's yelling their attacks, like the the, the robot gets hit and the pilot screams as if he has been injured, um, (laughs) and... People make that joke a lot, but I'm always like... Man, if I'm in a giant metal thing... Like, if somebody hits me with my... If if somebody hits my car too hard, I probably scream. Like, I don't... Yeah, that's... um,
1: (laughs) I mean, like, how how much stabilization does a fucking scope dog have?
0: Oh, the scope dog especially. You're gonna... You're just gonna... You're gonna have... You're gonna be one of those veterans that just has the jitters. Um, You just have
1: super arthritis at the age of 30.
0: Uh... And but so so the the super robots you know it's normally and this this we'll we'll get deeper into genre but but genre wise you tend to have a lot more clear cut good versus evil stories it's very it's very superhero it's very like got a bad guy
1: with Japanese superhero shows
0: less with With American
1: superhero shows
0: I'm unfamiliar with. with the Japanese superhero tropes, just because anytime I think, anytime I think, like, the. Because uh, the modern idea of the Japanese superhero in the current anime landscape is just, hey, we're gonna do Western superheroes. <laughs> That's well, what they're all about these days.
1: Yeah, so is everybody, but it's like. When I, when I mean Japanese superheroes, I mean like Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Ultraman, Kikaiter, all your oh, Toku okay, stuff. Oh,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, Toku stuff. Because like I was trying to think of like anime, and I was like, fucking, I don't know. You're
1: Ultraman, K- like that's K- that's K- K- the K- Japanese K-Man, idea fucking... of a superhero.
0: <laughs> An Man, <Anpaman>, fucking. Because
1: <laughs> uh, the if a lot of the tropes for Super Robot tend to oh, tend to be a lot more similar to Toku. So if you have any right. Tokusatsu backstory background. Or if you've ever, you know, just seen Power Rangers as a kid, that's kind of a little more similar to what Super Robots are all about.
0: Yeah, very, very good versus evil. Usually, the the demogra- the audience demographic tends to be skewed younger. Or if it's an old enough property, there will be like a modern, like a like a modern gritty OVA or something. Points
1: to the entire Getter franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah, the entire Getter franchise, the entire Mazinger Z franchise.
1: How like the original seventies one is very is very pg but then everything else is very not including the source material did
0: is what is does Gona guy have any opinion on SKL I don't know probably not like he probably got that check and went this is fine
1: <laughs> I mean I like SKL but it's like I like it for I like it because it's what it is it's Mazen Kaiser <laughs> SKL asterisk the skl stands for skull
0: (laughs) that's literally
1: it it's that's all you need to know about skl and
0: i forgot that
1: it's not Mazinger skl it's Mazinger kaiser skl
0: right yeah it's dumb it's really fucking dumb i can't wait to talk about that that's the that's probably the the crassest and bluntest way to to differentiate super robots from real robots super robots are dumb as hell but endearingly so like aggressively so, but proud of it. In in like yeah, they can you know they they can they they can have you you could you could absolutely and there have been super robot stories that take themselves more seriously and as long as you're willing to like, as long as you are willing to say there goes the laws of physics, uh, <laughs> that um, then you can have a good time and it's telling like I I like you know perfect Gal example. Gaigar, Gaigar is extremely silly. Garn Lagon, yes there's 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 emotional you get emotionally attached. It's it's a very passionate genre, subgenre.
1: However, you know, there's yes. If you are the type of person who is like a hard sci-fi guy, Super Robot shit is going to drive you crazy.
0: Oh yeah, no. Like you're going to nah. see the
1: 3 get the 3 getter machines transform into getter 1 and you're going to be out.
0: You're just going <laughs> to be like this isn't how does this count as mecha? And it's like <laughs> Listen, getter energy's weird. Uh,
1: <laughs> Flip that chair back ways. Let me talk to you about getter rays.
0: Let me talk to you about getter rays. Uh, it's ugh, I could, ugh. We did, we we have several hours on record of us talking about getter rays.
1: Yeah, about six of them. If not more, including mm. our pre-moon war stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But so that's, that's super robots. You can pretty much, you, you, you could probably, like, if, if I showed you, if I, you know, if I showed you, like, a bunch of flashcards with mecha, with, with the, the titular mechas on the fla- pictures of them, you could probably guess which one's super and which one's real with some accuracy.
1: Real robot, to be a little more brief, because real robot's a little more important to kind of the history lesson coming next, is, mm-hmm. uh they're a little more grounded uh, scientifically the storylines tend to be darker but not always and the robots themselves are less seen as like this all powerful like superhero and more as like a, a like tank. a like a like a uh, glorified fighter jet or a tank not to say that there can't be like something like a Gundam which is much more powerful than say like a mass produced Zaku or even like or a Scope Dog to bring back Votoms
0: Right, but, but like, you know, it's 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 in the same way. You know, the the Gundam being like the biggest, strongest robot in the in in the in the titular mobile suit Gundam is is I would say comparable to like the, the Millennium Falcon's a really good spaceship.
1: The, it's like it's a just... high tech prototype, next generation like uh, yeah fighter jet.
0: It's like you know how the it's like you know how the military spends trillions of dollars to build shit they never use. What if they used one every now and again? That's Gundam.
1: That yeah, that is Gundam. And what it, yeah. Uh this is not going to be a Gundam guide. I'm sure we're going to do another one of these exclusively on Gundam.
0: Oh, that'd be dope.
1: Because I can cause I don't want to try to linger too much on just Gundam because that's a whole one of these in itself.
0: It's too easy because out of all of the franchises, it's the one that is doesn't go away. so it's got like every as, as soon as as soon as the 70s wrap, every decade after that you can't talk about Mecha without bringing up what Gundam is doing uh, with everything else as well. So,
1: see, like, wanna... cause
0: there, there's we'll get into the timeline because there's there's dry spells, but there's always Gundam.
1: so we're gonna we're gonna strap ourselves into Castor Z. And we're gonna slam him in reverse and go really, mm-hmm. really fast backwards. Because that's how you travel backwards in time. Because Flash, go... he runs really fast and it goes forward in time. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta shove it in reverse.
0: Castor Z, uh, Castor Z taps into this, taps into the Speed Force. Um...
1: Well, Castor Z is entirely powered by chaos magic.
0: Yes. There's just we just, <laughs> you know how. We, you know how old timey like tra- steam engine engineers just scoop coal into the fire. That's us in there, but it's just like shovelfuls of sigils. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> every every it's just different configurations of like the power phrase. Like caster Z as fun- <laughs> a functional robot. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs>
1: So we're gonna we're going back to 1940, and uh, the 1940s in Japan is World War II. So things are bad. Everything is bad. The 40s are bad. Let's go to the 50s. Now here we are. <laughs> oh, hey, look, we're in the post-war Showa period. Let's talk about manga. Let's talk about Osamu Tezuka. He's great. So Tezuka pretty much. Uh, Everyone, we're we're not going to talk about Tezuka much cuz what else is there to say about Tezuka but Tezuka f- for the most part invented manga like yeah, not he, literally but I'll let you say he it per- he
0: perfected he perfected the modern idea of what of what manga and like uh what's the phrase i'm looking for Con- fucking narrative like when the ugh there's a word Th- that means like one thing after the other. Sequential narratives. Sequential, yeah. He's like sequential, like narrative. Sequential art in Japan, like it existed before him, but he was the first one to bring the cinematography to hit that his that his love for animation lent itself to, which we we got into in the *Symbiote Titan* episode. Yeah,
1: we go, we talk, we talk about that to him in more detail. But this is what I like to call kind of proto mecha. This kind of era. Mm-hmm. So let's let's so we're in, we're in the mid fifties, and so then in the fifties there is a manga, nineteen fifty six, um, called Tetsujin Twenty Eight Go, which was later animated in nineteen
0: sixty three. Like a sixties kind of when anime happens. Lo- lo- localized localized in the U S as Gigantor, which only came out a year later. Yeah, they were on that shit. Yeah. Because well, like uh, cuz Astro Boy Astro Boy was already hot, so they were like uh so they were just like, "Man, what, what else are these goofy islands cooking up that we can throw on the TV?" So That's probably uh, exactly what they sounded like. Tets, so
1: Tetsuo 28 is essentially about a uh a young boy whose dad is a scientist who was building the ultimate weapon for uh against the Americans but uh in World War II, which is actually the plot of Tetsuo 28. I'm not making that up.
0: That's, I I believe you, Uh, and it's great. Uh, He was like, so this is going to defeat the Americans.
1: It's our giant robot, Tetsujin 28. Uh, But the war ends, and so it kind of just gets put on ice. So then he gives it to his young son, Shotaro Kaneda, or Kaneda, who who is actually the namesake for the main character of Akira.
0: Oh my god, that's very good.
1: And it's, on a more problematic note... According to a Wikipedia hole that I went through, apparently that's where the term Shoda comes from because that's where because that character originated the whole the whole concept. Oh. N- so do no. with that inf- with that cursed information, what you will. It was kind of
0: like that a... that kid. Fucking what's sexy about him? I don't know. He wears she wears fucking shorts and a plaid coat. Get off my fucking post, idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I a fucked, idiot. <laughs> uh so they i've never read or watched *Tetsujin 28 but it's it's a very important uh part of the Mecha mecca lineage it's a very they, Im-
0: they a did like a two they did like a two they did like a 2000s ova and it looks neat they like they did like a shot for shot remake of the original opening i remember watching and that looked fun that's i just, I just like that they did that, that they put that kind of effort into it
1: and, uh, because I didn't mention his name, te- uh, Tezuka did not m- create Tetsuga 28. Tetsuga 28 was created by, uh, Misateru Yokoyama, who also created, uh, Giant Robo. Which we still... Yeah. So we're gonna throw a giant ro... Tetsuga 28 also, though, a big distinction that I... Why I call this proto-mecha as opposed to mecha, despite there being a giant robot, is that it's controlled via a remote control by, uh, Kaneda. Yeah. And, uh, so then, Giant Robo was kind of the same way, but I think it was something like a wristwatch. And only somebody who was pure of heart could control it, as opposed to Tetra 28, where anybody could just grab a Dual Shock and control him.
0: Wow, that's Buck Wild. Check out this epic that's gamer weird. move. So, f- we're going to now
1: fast forward uh, kind of a decade and a half, and we're going to crash straight into 1972 with our favorite crazy Uncle Gona guy. Yeah, buddy. Uh For those unfamiliar, Gonagai is one of my favorite mangaka, not because, well, I I don't, I don't, fuck you, I don't need to, like, prove why I like Gonagai. Gonagai's green. <laughs> Gonagai is a batshit insane manga artist who pretty much, where, Tetsu- where Tessica created pretty much the star system, monster of the week, created the, uh... Created the foundation for what we what we now consider manga. Gonagai created Mecha. He created the Magic Girl. He created Echi. Like he's just he's out there. Gonagai was on the on the fucking cusp of inventing weird fucked up subgenres.
0: Um. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm trying to like, but before him, like, cause I. I went, the like, not even as preparation for this episode, just in my own free time, I have, like, a a spreadsheet timeline of uh, mecha and, like, android, like, robot-focused media in Japan and, like, when it came out and what what medium it was in. Um, Before Mazinger Z... It's it's Tetsujin, it's giant robo, and then the rest is all like people sized androids and cyborgs and so, like Cyborg Zero Zero Nine, just, like Shutaro Ishinomori hits the scene. He's um, a little
1: more of like a direct continuation of Tezuka's kind of vibe. Like Yeah. I would like closer to <laughs> Tezuka than Nagai, but that's just me. Honestly like making that more, distinction for no reason.
0: More focused. That's one thing I like like should. Ishido Mori's works, like, regardless of of what you think, of what someone thinks about them quality-wise, like, it's real obvious what they're about. His themes, his themes shine through real powerfully, like, um, you know, uh, after 90 or, after 98 episodes, Common Rider loses the plot a little bit, but those first, like, those first dozen or so episodes of Common Rider are, like, a solid, like, a really solid, like, the Fucking, I, I never asked her this ass story about a cyborg man. Um, and the manga even more so. Yeah, I do want to read the, I do want to read the common Rider.
1: Manga. I think if we're going to cover common Rider, we're going to do the manga at least first. Yeah, or, Sk- or Skullman. man. So, Gonagai is sitting in traffic, and he's angry and wishes his car had legs and could crush all the traffic in front of him. And then this thought lingered with him to his studio or wherever he hung out, and that evolved into Mazinger Z.
0: Um, yeah, it, and honestly, it, it's super weird how, it's super weird how it took that to happen, because it's like, especially something like, 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 Tetsugen, it already, like, it was already developed as a war machine, it already looks like a tank. I, I do wonder what, what kept anybody before that from being like, hey man, what if someone's in there? Like, (laughs) it stands to reason. Um, I'm sure, like, I remember
1: there was. I I went on a bit of a deep dive, and, like, Wikipedia even says that, like, there's a 1940 manga called Electric Octopus, which featured a dude driving a robot octopus underwater. Or there's a propaganda manga from the 40s. Well, I mean, that's just,
0: uh. That's just, like. Isn't that also Captain Nemo's ship in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Wasn't that a big. Or was that just called the Nautilus?
1: I, I think it was just called The Nautilus, and then, like, adaptations mm. in the future have made it more of, like, a squid thing.
0: Ah. Well, good on those adaptations.
1: Because I think the H.G. <laughs> Wells thing is just, like, a steampunk, like, submarine. Hey, uh, douchebag us, if we're wrong.
0: Hey, douchebag us, frickin' H- H.G. Wells fans out there. Um, you H.G. But, Wells
1: stands in the H.G. Wells fandom?
0: Uh, but... But yeah, um I had a th- I had a thread I was going I was going with. Heck. Um, cuz even then cuz even in Mazinger it's like it's it's not it's this really awkward thing of like he's sitting on top of the thing's head and steering it like a motorcycle.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like Mazinger Z is 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 pretty much not even pretty much it's literally the first super robot. Every super robot trope was established by Mazinger Z. The basic yeah. plot of Mazinger Z is that Koji Kabuto's grandfather is the sci- is the, this mad scientist named Juzo who built this super robot, Mazinger Z, in order to stop the evil Dr. Hell, but he dies and gives it to his son. So he has to pilot this weird motorcycle hovercraft that docks with Mazinger Z's head, and then he can control it and make it shoot rocket punches and breastfire. They mentioned that Gonna Guy's a gigantic pervert. Anyway, <laughs>
0: um, but but yeah, like oh, what I was gonna say is like I I wonder if, um, I wonder I wonder if the reason they 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 gave the robots they 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 made the robots more slightly more autonomous or at the very least not controlled within like like a like a vehicle of some kind is they wanted to. Th- there was probably a lot. There was probably a lot of Frankenstein vibes going on. A lot of like my creation, type vibes. And also, that's um, kind
1: of is a little more in line with contemporary fifties sci-fi.
0: Yeah, Dave, very so much still... like what? Yeah, like a, a giant robot would literally be like a robot. Like Danger Will Robinson. I'm 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 dummy thick. because
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel that's it. Take because that kind of. Like, more Forbidden Planet, that whole thing. Like, 50s-era yeah. era, golden age sci-fi. And with the 70s, we enter the golden age of super robots. Because right after Mazinger Z, you got Getter, made by Gonagai. Uh, partially made by Gonagai, but mostly by his, pre- by his you know, one of his assistants and best friend, Ken Ishikawa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The most underappreciated man in all of manga.
0: Fucking probably. Like, damn.
1: Um... So then, after that, that's when Sunrise starts getting into this. And then that's when, uh, around 1974, I want to say, is when, that's when the the Jumbo Machinder toy, uh, which were very popular in the 70s in Japan, brought, I think, in the early 80s to America as the uh, Shogun Warriors.
0: Hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And if you look up a Jumbo Machinder, they're, like, uh, these kind of really big vinyl toys. They have, like, soft hands... They don't really look too accurate to the show, but this is when these, when giant robot toys started getting very, very popular. I think Battle Fever J, is that the first one with, of the Sentai series that had a robot?
0: Um, I have that in my in my thing somewhere. Because I'm wondering yes, what year F- that is. In 19, yeah, 1970, 1979 with Battle Fever J, but predated by uh, Spider-Man. Yeah! Yeah, 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 what? wow. Uh, Leopard on! Yeah, inexplic- inexplicably had a cat-themed giant robot spaceship. Uh, d- d- fucking Japanese Spider-Man's weird. Like, everybody everybody, everybody like, look, everybody likes to make jokes about, like, lol, Japan is so weird, and they're bad and usually racist. Japanese Spider-Man's, Japanese Spider-Man's fucking weird. Because
1: uh, <laughs> I think Japanese Spider-Man, I think the reason Japanese Spider-Man is weird is because they got the rights to Japanese... But they got the rights of Spider-Man. And but nothing Spider-Man, else. Spider-Man is such a Western superhero. So all these Japanese toku guys are looking at this, and they're like, wait, what is this? No no kid is going to like this. we got to make this how we make superheroes. So the translation of taking the concept of a Western superhero and like weirdly contorting it into a Japanese superhero is just... You get something really, really weird.
0: Yeah, so now it's na- now he doesn't get his powers from a reactive spider bite. He gets his powers from, like, alien refugees from the planet Spider.
1: Change the opardon.
0: Change what, the pardon.
1: What year was Japanese Spider-Man? Uh,
0: 1978. Okay, so that's a little later. Because
1: right here we oh. get the Robot Romance Trilogy, which is where you start really getting the tropes of, like, Go Lion. I think, is more of a callback to this, because Lion's early 80s. Uh, yeah.
0: But uh, this is like uh, your. So act- com- um. Well, I was gonna say that the time in between the time in between that is pretty much uh gonna guy, G- gonna guy paying his bills and feasting. Uh, fucking Mozinger Z, great Mozinger, Steel G, Grandizer, Guy King, Grozier X, fucking my man's cranking them out. He's got uh- bills.
1: How, throughout the 70s Guy is just popping out these just more and more and more super robots yeah so some other one
0: what was what was that other one that deadass just looks like a trashed like a a, a concept art for Mazinger Z that he just repurposed do you know which one I'm talking about
1: I think you might be thinking of the original like prototype of Mazinger Z that's Energy Z
0: no I'm not thinking of Energy Z I think it's a di- it's a different one it's it's some other fucking
1: let's look at this shit is and then I can talk about the robot romance trilogy cause they're
0: weird uh fucking Goddamn. I can't think of I can't think of what it is
1: gona is making a shitload
0: yeah so point. many I so many I don't even know them
1: all there's so many mecha so then in in the mid 70s you get uh Combattler 5 volts V and in Di- tosho Daimos and those three are I think the first two are way more popular than Dimos just because I see like I see a lot of love for Combattler, and especially a lot of love for Volts, but I just see, like, no love for Dimos. Yeah, it didn't, it
0: didn't air that, it didn't, it didn't air, it didn't get, like, a full year of, of, like, airplay. I think it got canceled from the looks of it.
1: Because, like, Combattler, the whole thing was that it was, like, a ton of different smaller vehicles that all combined into one bigger robot, which kind of, that, that, Idea through Golion becoming Voltron in the in the West really solidified that as the standard of Mecha for a while in, like, America's collective pop culture consensus of what Mecha is.
0: Yeah. But that kind of originated
1: um... back here with Robot Romance. Volts is similar. I'm not sure if they take place in the same continuity or not because I've never seen them. I've My experience with, with Robot Romance essentially is exclusive to Super Robot Wars.
0: I feel like just in our... In our eternal research i feel like we would have stumbled on that by now if it was like a sequel because he didn't really do, i mean except for except for getter and moslinger we don't really see a whole lot of that going on we don't
1: not until later so we're approaching yeah. the late 70s and this is when go, this is when our man Yoshiyuki tomino enters stage left yeah uh, Yoshiyuki tomino got his his first mecha series was he directed the first half but didn't write the first half of brave writing and if you are unfamiliar with Mecca, please just pause this right now. Well, no, don't pause it yet. Pause it after I tell you what to do.
0: <laughs> Google. <laughs> some, idiot, some moron just stops and just stares at at, at their player and like, now what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: please, uh, for the love of God, uh, just look up Brave Riding, R-A-I-D-E-E-N. And just watch the opening. Because it's fucking bizarre. <laughs> Brave writings from, like, 76, I want to say. But Go to Guy direct... Not Go to Guy. Uh, Tomino directed the first 25, I want to say, episodes, but didn't really have much creative input. Tomino, at this point, had been in the anime industry since about the jump. But this is now where he's getting his, like... He's now at the point where he's, like, a showrunner. Yeah. So he comes out the gate with his first original concept, which is Zambot 3, which we went into a, a lot of detail about in our in our Symbionic Titan episode, but this is the first show to really do something with the genre, like something out there, where it's like, okay, when, when a giant robot fights another giant robot or a giant monster, there's lots of collateral damage. Which is more, this is more of, like, a thing of, like, the only real, not only, but, like, when you think, the big thing that comes to mind when you think of that is the original Godzilla, because that movie's about the horror of being in a city while a giant monster is destroying it. Yeah. And, but the mecha genre never really touched that, uh, touched on that too much, until Zambot. The plot of Zambot is that three, uh, three anime aliens, and by anime aliens, I mean, they just look like people. They just look like humans, but they're from a different planet. Uh, their planet's blown up by bad guy aliens, and with the last of their species' legacy, they have, like, a ship and their robot Zambot 3. Zambot comes to Earth to hide, but, of course, the evil aliens follow them, and what then commences is a pretty standard Super Robot fair. at this point. What makes it different is the fact that everybody on Earth fucking hates Zambot 3 and its pilots after zambot 3 you know wins and looks at and everyone gets off like wow we wow team we wow zambot team we beat that guy fucking five guys go and be like what the fuck zambot you just flattened my office like like we look at all this damage like we why are you even here we don't like you like the only reason yeah sure you beat up that fucking alien but the only reason you had to is because you're here like they they don't they don't care about earth they just want to kill you and now we're now you're making it our problem.
0: Which I really wish I really wish that's how I really wish that's how every every character who was in uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron was treated in the MCU after that because that's how I felt. Yeah, the, I'm the sorry. End- I'm forever I'm forever salty in that movie. And we're talking about like big pop culture stuff, and it's just like, boy, howdy, I was that. No, like, go all fuck
1: Disney. Ooh, this is an SD episode. We don't have to stay focused in these. Not you like we ever could. stay focused I, that's, anyway.
0: <laughs> Devin, I've got bad news. That's never stopped us. <laughs> um, oh god. Um, but yeah, no, I, I super want to watch. I, I, I super <laughs> want to watch uh, Zambot now. Uh, you've hyped it. You've hyped it verily.
1: Zambot is the first real Tomino joint, in my opinion. From there, Tomino... Tomino has a weird thing, because we're going to start going into a bit of Tomino, because that uh, he kind of becomes a trendsetter uh, mm-hmm. in the mecha genre. Because uh, the next show he makes is not as good as Samba, but he always said he liked to follow up tragedies with comedies, and then kind of like... Do like a really dark show, then something more lighthearted, then something dark. Except for Gundam mm-hmm. and Ideon, where he decided to do two dark things right after another. But, uh... He makes... Di- uh, Dytarn 3, which is somewhat of a follow-up to Zambot, but with no real, uh, continuity connection, and it has, like, from what I know of, of Dytarn, what I've watched of it, and, uh, like, I haven't seen all of it, I haven't seen all of Zambot either, I've seen more of Zambot than I have of Daitarn. Dytarn is way more light-hearted in tone, and, weirdly enough, is very evocative of, like, Roger Moore-era James Bond. Huh. But with a gigantic robot.
0: Also, I think I forgot to put Daitarn in my thing, because I was looking for it. Ah, shit. One, two, three.
1: Daitarn three. The opening's pretty good. Look up, look up all the openings for all the shows we mentioned, by the way, because they're yeah, all no, solid. Yeah,
0: w- While you were talking about Zambot, I was watching the Daitarn, the Daitarn, the the riding opening, which I have seen before. But you specifically telling, uh, it was like. Super robot intros are are have tropes within themselves. So if you're not paying attention, they can just sort of wash over you. But now that I'm I paid close attention, I was just like, this this show's a fucking mess.
1: Yeah, riding I don't think is good. I, I haven't as watched soon as, riding, as soon as a lot as it of got riding. F-
0: as soon as the pilot fucking so fucking front flips into the into the, next of the head and just sinks into his fucking pink space gem he
1: front flips off of a motorcycle
0: which presumably crashes (laughs) (laughs) he burns he burns through motorcycles like nobody's fucking business insurers hate him uh
1: i don't know if riding's good or not but it shows up in a lot of super robot wars games which makes me think that it has at least somewhat of a following and i know it aired in some european countries Cause that—that's yeah. why I was talking to a friend of mine today. Uh, today, and I was like, "Man, I really wish I grew up in Europe." Because like the Spanish, the Italians, and the French—they got all this shit. Like the Italians oh, love Grandizer; yeah. they call it gold Drag. Nice. And, like they—they yeah, they, and... they got like fucking like Lejimatsu. They got they got like the French got Harlock. Like, come
0: on. Yeah. They don't deserve him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do we um... got? We, we get Dragon Ball Z. That's what we get. That's all you get, America.
0: And honestly, like America can't even can't even can't even solely claim like Dragon Ball Z. Like Dragon Ball Z is beloved like worldwide. Like, Latin America is Latin- flexing,
1: saying we got Dragon Ball Z and Saint Seiya.
0: You fucking yeah, they they did. Pegasus reality. <laughs> it
1: took me a second. So at this point, we see the kind of the I'm gonna try to com- uh, compare this to kind of the uh, the ages of comic books, but. At the end of, at 1979, we re, after Di, after Diatarn 3, we get Mobile Suit Gundam, which just changes the game. Mobile Suit Gundam, also by Tomino, probably his most important work, if not the most important mecha series ever. Changes mecha forever. Uh, Pretty much. To, the uh, Tomino got a dream team together and made a show that nobody liked initially. What? Because it was mar- nobody really knew what to make of it. It was something entirely new, as it was the first real robot show, with still a firm le- a leg still firmly planted in, in the super genre in super tropes, which are kind of rectified in the um, you know, uh, in the movie cut, which we'll talk about later. But the show is a has a bit of a weird tone, just because of it was the first. It like it's like that trope early installment weirdness.
0: Yeah, no, it is because it's like you know, you, e- even the people when you're the first to do something. On one hand, there's no rules; you have absolute freedom. You are trailblazing. On the other hand, y- you have no framework. It was so it, you're just fucking going.
1: You're you're making the map as you go, and so a lot of what. A lot of the reason why I consider the movies to be superior—not saying that 0079, the show is, you know, bad by any stretch of the imagination—I I don't want anyone to think I think that. I just think the movies are a little more tonally consistent. Everybody
0: should <laughs> please see. Please the... don't, please don't yell at me.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because I don't. I just don't want people to think I think that. Yeah. Because I think I think the original series is quite great. I just I just think the movies are just a little more tonally concise and they're oh, easier yeah, to rewatch no, as, than a 43 as,
0: episode series. Yeah, as as somebody who still hasn't watched the 43 episode series like but every every, every couple years will rewatch, will re watch the movie trilogy? I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I'm going to feel about th- that episode about the, about the about the series run. I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm bringing I'm going to bring a bad energy to it. Uh hopefully hopefully the episodic stuff will catch me in a way. I'm I'm, I'm hoping I can I can successfully differentiate the two What
1: I was thinking is that If we do 0079 I'll break it up Exactly the way the movies are And then we'll also talk about the compilation cut So we'll watch like episode 1 through 13 and then the first movie
0: Yeah And then we'll have
1: know. an episode about that So that that's the way I'm conceptualizing Us tackling 0079 again but uh, 0079, O Seventy Nine just—it's it, a—it's—it's it's a war drama. The bad guys are—even though there are villains in the series—it goes out of its way to humanize them. Characters on the bad guy side are no longer just like weird green-haired evil people who want to rule the earth or blow it up, or the, they're not the dinosaur empire or the or Doctor Hell. Yeah, they they're—they're like...
0: not—they're—they're they're not green-haired people who want to blow up the earth. Now they're blonde.
1: Gundam <laughs> was is essentially i I'd, because like we've neglected to mention space battleship yamato from 1975 that really makes kind of space opera sci-fi popular in Japan.
0: Yeah, and um Gundam uh, was kind again. of an answer to that as well. I, I always brain I always brain fart on his name, but he has so many cool anime series that I want to get into even though Matsumoto? they're not Yeah, Leiji, yeah, Leiji Matsumoto, he I don't think he's ever technically made anything that's just flat out mecha, uh, he has. but he makes Huh?
1: he has he had made one Uh and i got i can't think of it right now so i'm googling it it is because i know dangard ace
0: oh shit that was him
1: yeah he did dangard ace if you look it up it's his art right he
0: did he wrote it didn't direct it
1: he did dangard ace and i think he did character designs too
0: yeah no i like looking at him i can tell because it's got that one lady (laughs) Yeah, he's the one. You know lady. that one lady that Lady Matsumoto draws.
1: Yeah, you mean you mean Yuki from Yamato? No, I mean Lady Esmeralda. No, I mean.
0: <laughs> I mean Is that okay? Well, because he he also did that Tezuka. I think he also implemented the Tezuka idea of like the the star OCs system. Are, the star system where his OCs are like actors. So maybe he deadass just has one lady he dresses up.
1: I mean, that's like Gona Guy does that pretty much.
0: Bruce Timm does that pretty much. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I don't think the star system is actually that bad of an idea. I, I, no, I, it's I, not. I love
0: it. I I want one. I want one. I I want to go to there. But um, but no, yeah, because like, Leiji Matsumoto, like so. Okay, so that's the one that he made. That's the one that he wrote. And now I'm extra interested in Danagard Ace. But even if he didn't do that one, I still would want to talk about him in this in this whole fucking. Thing that we're talking about, that I can't fully. Well, I can't
1: understate the importance of 1975 Space Battleship Yamato.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For we're going to be getting into that soon. Can't wait. like within a couple of weeks we're going to be in Yamato land.
0: Yeah, like th- but, there's a reason. There's a reason that Space Battleship Yamato and Captain Harlock are in fucking Super Robot Wars games.
1: Yeah, like Yamato's whole deal was that it it essentially was not the first sci-fi anime but really the first like space opera anime without yamato we don't have gundam we don't have galactic heroes we don't have macross we don't have anything that comes from there it's like we don't you don't get so much doesn't happen if you don't have yamato
0: what the fuck would happen if they tried to put uh, galactic heroes in spin super hours
1: 80% of the cast would je- i mean like Galactic Kuros would have to be its own game, because it's not like, oh, like we have the Yamato. It would be like, okay, we have Yang's ship, the Hyperion, and the 600
0: other ships in his fleet.
1: Yeah, right? It- <laughs> Shoot at this one Zaku. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Devin, when you do a super move, that's kind of what the game is.
1: Throw a stoner sunshine at that. Throw a stoner sunshine at that scope dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking unleashes the power of an entire pocket universe. Fucking...
1: I just I'm imagining the greatest thing ever. I know that I know that Gagar isn't in a, the same it has not been in, oh I think recently it has been, but uh Yeah. I'm, I'm just imagining like final level of like a Votom's level, you're fighting Kiriko and like a huge like three and a half minute Goldeon final crusher move and then Kiriko just like dodges it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. So, so, to get into the history lesson, we're now moving into the 80s. Mobile Suit Gundam laid down a foundation that just so many people immediately were inspired. Right after this, we get stuff like, uh, we get our boy, our our boy, Ryosuke Takahashi with the fucking, um, uh, Dogram. Dogram. We, immediately, you get Dogram. You get Macross. Kind of immediately. And those were directly inspired by Gundam. And those come soon after. Like, there was only a decade between. Uh Mazinger Z and Macross. and that is crazy. And then there's only like and then there is only six years between Macross and Pat labor. Damn. Th- this shit moves fast. So we neglected them we we briefly touched on Ideon which is what we're talking about now. for if you want more Ideon information, definitely go listen to our Ideon episodes as they come out. That's the we current. we'll right? try to
0: make them shorter.
1: <laughs> so far they are.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: Um, with the one of them we've recorded so far. And I'm excited to get back into Ideon. but Edeon starts taking this is the last Super Robot show Tomino made, and I'm not saying that Gundam killed the Super Robot genre. It didn't. They, like right after in the wake of Gundam and Edeon, which were very deconstructive of the, and destructive of the Super Robot genre, you get stuff like you know God Sigma and
0: like Gold Lightan. Gold Lightan. <laughs> my person. My personal favorite Super Robot. No one. Well, no. You know what? No, God uh, Mars. You know, I, I always, I always think that no one's ever heard of him. But that motherfucker was in Tatsunoko versus Capcom. So what the fuck does anyone else know?
1: I mean, because it's, it's got that Tatsunoko stank.
0: Yeah. Whatever
1: that means. Yeah, you get like stuff like Go Shogun. You get God Mars. Like all these go real. Lion. Go Lion. Like all these like early '80s. It's kind of like a second renaissance of Super Robot that was made almost in like rejection to, to what Gundam was doing. Which is I, interesting. And also
0: it it probably I would have to imagine it probably had a lot to do with like the eighties economic boom probably.
1: Oh yeah, there's just so much fucking mecha in just, the front half of the
0: eighties. Just because like they, they just they just have the resources to mass produce toys,
1: and so Tomino, at this point to to, to follow him because then we get to eighty three and then you hear you get Votoms the Gun- Gundam gets recut into movies that are now that are a monumentally successful, that are some of the most popular movies at the time. That I, I think the I think one of the Gundam movies like out no it was it was Yamato there was a, it, I remember reading it the, the the compilation the one compilation movie they made for Yamato completely swept the box office leaving Star Wars in the dust in like seventy seven everybody huh. went to go see this the, this the theatrical cut of Yamato instead of seeing Star Wars
0: that's fucking great I love that and. Which is funny, and also, I
1: I, remember, I think I read this somewhere, just because I needed to say it, because it's, if I don't, it's going to bother me that I didn't. Uh, I think Empire Strikes Back didn't come out in Japan until later, because I think it was New Hope, A Long Gap, and then Jedi.
0: Hmm.
1: And I think, like, until, like, LaserDisc or VHS, that's when they got Empire. Wow. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's true.
0: Hey, douchebag, As guess if we're wrong.
1: So from this point on, Tomino just starts making more real robot shows. You, you get in rapid succession. You go right off of Eiyan. You get Zabungle, a comedy. Then you get Dunbine, a tragedy, and then you get Elgim, more of a, more of like a light, a more of a hearted space adventure. And then, bam! Right into 1985 with Zeta Gundam, which is the highest-grossing anime of all time until Evangelion.
0: Damn.
1: And like, not highest-grossing. But I think like had like the highest viewer rating on the viewer rate on TV. Like, everybody, like, to, I cannot un- understate the, uh, I cannot overstate the importance of Zeta Gundam, which I think revolutionized anime forever. If you watch Zeta Gundam now, aside from just an- the animation quality and, like, the the range of colors, it's essentially a modern anime in terms of pacing and storytelling. Like, so much comes from Zeta, even if it's not just the mecha genre. Like, outside of it, Zeta was revolutionary. Like, uh, to put it into perspective, Zeta is, like, even though the the gap in time isn't nearly as large, Zeta is Gundam the Next Generation.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%.
1: That's, it's 100% the TNG of of Star Wars. Like, TNG was so popular that, like, even normies who didn't watch Star Trek just watched Next Gen. Like, everybody watched Next Gen.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's... It, it's the fucking, it's the show. It's the sci-fi show. It's the Star Trek show. And fucking, At this point, they, 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 they fucking they, they made they they gave Captain to Captain Picard his own show, even though that's what the Next Generation was because he's the fucking captain. But you know what? Let's we're gonna beat this horse till it stops making money.
1: I don't want to think about what Star Trek is right now.
0: Uh, from what I've heard, it's all right.
1: <laughs> it, it it just turned into space opera though. It. I guess it just it just I don't know it, it, the Star Trek turned into into Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which is would not what Star Trek was but uh I guess because you could even take the Gundam Star Trek analogy even further because you could go like TOS and Double O Seventy Nine 79 are very uh you know compare compar- comparable both weren't really popular on initial runs but became popular through syndication then yeah another say,
0: another legendary
1: and then you could say like, like both got canceled too. And then you <laughs> could say you could then say like even though, once again the, the gaps in time are not as vast for Gundam. Gundam happened a lot faster than Star Trek. But then you have, you know, Star Trek the Motion Picture. You could and Wrath of Khan and all those like the Star Trek films could then be seen as contemporary to uh, the Gundam Double Seventy Nine trilogy. Even though those were compilation movies, but still
0: TNG too, Zeta, the, the Wrath of the Wrath of Raw.
1: And then the craziest one for me is how Double Zeta and Deep Space 9 kind of line up. Where it's like,
0: "Oh, oh. why? Cause they're because they're both my favorite and everyone else is wrong."
1: <laughs> well, no, because like only <laughs> a portion of the ca- of the cast of the previous one returns. It's very divisive and they had and they had like a weird troubled production.
0: Yeah, uh, I fucking love Deep Space 9. It's my all-time favorite Star Trek. That's when it peaked, IMHO.
1: And then, like I guess you could say, and then then *Char's Counterattack*. You could tack on to like put like maybe the finale of TNG, and then then you start getting into like the weird era of like late Voyager and like the, the TNG movies, and that's kind of like F ninety one and *Victory*. Yeah, and I like *Victory* more than I like *Star Trek Voyager*, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's Damn. for a different episode. I don't know. I haven't seen Star Trek Voyager in years. I don't know.
0: Devin wistfully dreaming of beating Neelix to death with his bare hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Neelix is fine. (laughs) Neelix is fine. So, from there on, we start getting to the late 80s, where everything is kind of coalescing. Mecha is now getting to the peak, to the point where it's such a staple... That now, the deconstruction needs to go even further, where we get stuff like pat labor, where it's like, yeah. let's take a very grounded look at how actual machines and giant robots would be used in a, in a, in like, if they were commonplace, to the point where, like, a giant robot is a very boring thing. <laughs> which yeah, is where you get and, pat labor. And,
0: and yeah. And then, like, probably in terms of the commercial the commercialization of it i could imagine like i i have no i have no data or sources for this but i could just imagine that after like after like a decade and change of of like there being like 15 different fucking mecha robots on the like in in, in every toy store in the goddamn country like kids probably got like kids probably like Kids grew up, got bored. Like kids grew up and got bored of it. The the new children growing up probably had some other interest. Um, that's that's usually at, at the very least. That's usually how these kinds of trends go in the West. And so it's like now they actually have to like have more have more to their pitch. Like you know, somebody's trying to make a mecha series. Like a network's not going to just going to greenlight them fifty-two episodes because like it's a cool-looking robot design. Like they got they got to yeah, have, that that got might, to have something more.
1: That might work for God Sigma in like nineteen seventy-nine. <laughs> yeah, like nineteen seventy-nine. But like Zeta Gundam already happened. Pat labor OVAs and Pat labor TV are happening like now. Things are getting like you need to now put actual a ton of effort. So then we get into the nineties where super robot genre is mostly subjugated to ovas you yeah. have a cup of like ova reboots of older things this is where getter rob armageddon would happen in the late 80 80- in the late 90s uh early 90s see victory gundam as the final to- as the last uh uc anime directed by tomino you... uc being universal century continuity of gundam and then gundam yeah, starts basically getting the...
0: I mean, really, really quick. Like the the main the main timeline of events of historical events that all happen from show to show in the universe of of Gundam. Um, anything anything that isn't Universal Century is its own standalone thing that has nothing to do with like Amuro and Char and them.
1: Yeah, or like the universe that they inhabit yeah. long after they inhabit that universe. <laughs> yeah. Like uh like Wing just to roll it x a couple of them G Wing X, C, O, O Double Iron-Blooded Orphans, Build Fighters, Build Divers. I'm forgetting one. Age. Others. Turn A, kind of. Turn A's weird.
0: (laughs) Turn A's weird. I can't wait to watch it.
1: No, Turn A's great. I can't wait to watch it. (laughs) I can't wait to watch it again. Turn A's great.
0: Also, uh, rest in peace, the mecha designer for that.
1: Oh, yeah, Sid Mead. rest in peace, who also was one of the lead concept artists for Blade Runner. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And so from there we get we got to talk about evangelion
0: we gotta I, they we twisted gotta. our arm <laughs> so, they earl, our so hand. earlier
1: on in the 80s uh there was gunbuster and uh Gainax exploded onto the scene in the in the late 80s and early 90s with you know freak of nature genius hyper nerd hideaki ano
0: yeah this this was this was one of the turning points in anime. This is the turning point where you know in my in, in my view that infamous quote of how Miyazaki going anime was a mistake comes from because this and th- th- that I share that this is another thing that's comparable in my opinion to western comics is that that we've we've gotten to the you always get to that point in in newer media or mediums or genres where the trailblazers don't have predecessors, um, or they do but it's different it's different things than what they're making. And Gynax was was one of the first was one of the first like big name studios where the the people show running were brought up on that shit. Like Tomino, like Tomino wasn't Tomino didn't grow up with mecha anime. The man invented it. Uh, However, Anno, Hideaki
1: Anno grew up with Yamato and Gundam and Ideon Ultraman and Ide- Ultraman. yeah Ultraman, <laughs> Ideon, and Devilman being the biggest, the three big ingredients that made Evangelion. So Evan yeah, it's,
0: so it's you know it's 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 now become. In inescapably self-referential. Even you know, even somebody, even somebody coming up in in anime now trying to be quote unquote original, you can't. Your brain's full of it's too much of garbage already. You, like anything you do is gonna by is gonna always be influenced by like the 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 prior media you watched. So you know, it's the it's the point of no return there. Um, and and that's what I think. That's what I think was is one of the is one of the bad things about Western comics now, because now it's just a bunch of in my opinion, it's just a bunch of like grown ass man babies going like, I'm gonna make the cool I'm gonna make the cool Batman that I wanted to read when I was thirteen, and it's like that Batman sucks, dude. I'm gonna Uh, do what
1: I'm gonna write the Spider Man story I wanna write, and no matter how much continuity I need to throw away.
0: What if what if we put more titties and murder in it?
1: What if Batman had a gun?
0: like the sad part is that that's not that's barely a j- like you can't you, it's, it's yeah yes. what if batman had
1: two guns I mean that'd be cool
0: what if what if ba- what
1: if he had three guns
0: <laughs> what if what if superman had like 50 guns taped together and a big santa beard
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> somewhere linkara is having an aneurysm i think you just killed linkara you killed the uh, only non problematic that guy with the glasses alumni.
0: Um
1: was he non problematic? I just don't remember any dirt coming out of Linkara.
0: No, I think Linkara Linkara's, Linkara's still around. Linkara, Linkara picked the right side. <laughs> him and uh him and uh, Owen Citizen.
1: Okay, I always liked Linkara, even though he was like awkward and his videos weren't the best, I always thought he had a lot to say.
0: I I appreciated that I appreciated that he just leaned into I'm going to use my my comic review show as a vehicle for my fan fiction <laughs> for my self-insert fanfiction. and I was like, "You know what? Valid. You fucking you go, you crazy nutty kid."
1: He always just seemed like he was having fun.
0: Yeah, he's but, a nice guy.
1: But uh at that point, he that's likes Power Rangers. He does. At this that's I think I think I remember he did that long series about every Sentai and with Psychotaku. It was, he went, Psychotaku went through like every Sentai series and then Linkara went through like every Power Ranger equivalent and why they were different and all that. I remember, that's like where all of my Power Rangers not what actually comes from.
0: Oh, yeah, because I remember he did the history of Power Rangers and he specifically said he wasn't going to talk about Sentai unless it was relevant to whatever anecdote he was doing, and I was like, that's fair. Um, I didn't know Psychotaku. First of all, I didn't even know anybody knew about Psychotaku but me. I only watched a couple of his videos back in the day, but like, wow, blast from the past.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about Mecha. <laughs> and we're even less scripted than usual. <laughs> oh, I spelled that <laughs> word wrong. Damn it. <laughs> So, at this point, Evangelion, once again... I I feel like Gundam, Zeta, and Evangelion all... Like, Pat Labor 2, to a lesser degree, all kind of change the game. And it's just bonkers to me that, like, just how fast this happens. You go from Mazinger Z to Evangelion in, like, two decades and some change.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot I I still like because I remember we had that realization like a couple episodes back and it's all I can think about now I'm just like man just this shit was light speed
1: it was it exploded and I want it so then post Evangelion you have a couple shows that try to ape off of Evangelion Mm -hmm. which is funny because everyone talks about all the Evangelion you know shows they're trying to ape off them but I can't really think of any that came out directly after Evangelion like people said that throw that at brain powered and like sort of brain powered also has a myriad of other issues
0: mm-hmm.
1: brain powered being tomino's biggest mistake since garzi's wing <laughs> that's for another episode but uh, at this point then we start getting into like post Mecha is kind of how i want to say it like everything then starts becoming like something else with a twist or it's a part of a franchise. Like not Esco is kind of like what if we did like something kind of like Gundam or Macross, but we also make it like a romantic comedy. Or and I think uh God, what was that name of that show? I can't remember, but there was another one that remind that was very a geese that I always kind of uh always kind of uh associate with not Esco. I can't think of the name of it at the moment.
0: Was it Godanner?
1: Uh, Vandred.
0: Oh, I don't know that I don't know that one. Jet uh but the only reason I had that on there because you said you said a romantic comedy and this isn't that but jazz, uh, uh, my my beautiful non-binary wife Jazz showed me the first episode of Go Daner, uh, uh like a month like a couple months ago and fucking boy howdy that that's a Patreon one, for us. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, if it's just, if it's a it? mega
1: series I haven't heard of I'm always either like oh or oh. Uh.
0: Should I it's... be oh? I don't know! Uh, you know, I mean, it's- it's rough, pacing's off the fucking charts, uh, there's a whole lot of... you know what, yeah, no, no, it's- it's bad, it's pro- it's- it's it's hash- it's hashtag problematic. um, it's... it's one of those an- it's one of those anime where for some reason everybody in the writing room agrees that, like, hey, man, it'd be great if for no reason at all our, like... A, t- a teacher married his student. Uh,
1: oh, Godanar.
0: Yeah, Godanar.
1: Okay. Yeah, I have heard of this one. I don't know anything about it. There's, I, mean, there's... I think,
0: I think I told you about it before because there was there was one, there was one random character in Godanar. He's, he's not the main pilot. There's multiple. There's multiple mega pilots, and one of them is like the shonen protagonist, and his name is fucking. Uh, I think his name is dead ass like uh, Kabuto tetsuya or something like that tetsuya koji yeah <laughs> and i was just like shut the fuck up you didn't <laughs> er, you didn't earn that this show the this, this this show like references classic Mecha in like tone and presentation but in a way that it just feels like they're checking things off of a list
1: i, I just by looking at the the fact that Wikipedia says the series is famous for its fan service upskirt shots bouncing breasts and scantily clad female pilots
0: that too yeah that too
1: and I'm just like I'm like I'm not mad that something's horny. I mean I like Gona guy so it's like
0: it's yeah but it's not uh, this it, honestly what sucked for what sucked for me is like the but like the potential of it I mean we're gonna have to cut all this we're reviewing go dinner now um, yeah but because uh, the, the, the 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 premise the premise is basically like this: this dude is like an already famous mecha pilot, and like his wife, who is an adult now, but not for most of the time that they've known each other in their lives, um, like idolized him a lot, and like you know, like if you if you cut out all of the bad horny and the fact that they have an extremely you know the age difference, that's arguable. That's just like a squick factor. I wouldn't call that an objective thing as long as every both are consensual adults but um it's if you get rid of that then they're just like they're just like a really cute couple and they like they, they both pilot a mecha to, like, together and I'm like that you should someone better someone better than everyone involved in this show should make uh should make a show about a really cutesy married couple who pilot robots that sounds dope the you uh, but it. it's, it's not this show. I will fuck off. Um, no, I'm not
1: saying that to be a shithead. I was saying this. I want no. to see you make that.
0: <laughs> no, I was telling myself to fuck off for not coming up with that idea first. Because uh, that's that's my that's my ethos. That's my fucking mantra for me in terms of creativity. Is is like is like y- you have to you have to. If if make if it. ever I have an idea of like oh no one else is doing this thing that seems really obvious to me, I should just fucking do it
1: but essentially the, the not the history of mecha doesn't quite end at evangelion i just don't know if anything has really huh. made <laughs> has made the strides that uh, in the fr- in terms of you know doing something interesting with a franchise that evangelion has since not saying that there hasn't been good mecha since. like erica 7 i think is the best mecha series of the 2000s and i can't really think of anything where it like innovated something that changed the genre as opposed to just taking things that are already there and doing them just incredibly, impeccably well. Gurren yeah. Lagann was a, was a like, sailing, like, raw... It was a love letter to, like, a giant grab bag. Uh, it's like... Like, Gurren Lagann is you take, like, a scooping of Evangelion and toss it in there. You take, like, a big handful of Zabungle, you throw it in there. You take a giant fucking, like... Sn- you, like, snort a ton of get robo and then you throw in a little bit of, like of like set other 70s like me- mecha tropes and then you just like turn it up to 11 you throw it on the fucking deep fryer for like a million years and you get something stanky and you get Log on there yeah but that's that's pretty much the rough history of mecha that we went into for a little long but the the next the, one of the I wanted to break down some misconceptions about mecha that a lot of people seem to have which is the first big misconception that I want to tackle, is that mm-hmm. all is the same. Because everyone's just like, oh, I like Pat Labor because it's not a quote-unquote regular mecha series. Or I like Gurren Lagan because it's not a regular mecha series. I like Evangelion because it's not a regular mecha series.
0: I'm not like those other girls.
1: <laughs> Where it's like they have this idea that all mecha is, is like that five minutes you saw of Transformers Armada. Like, the entire genre, the, there is so much mech. like, I was just thinking about Gundam as a franchise, and how Thunderbolt, War in the Pocket, 0079, and like, Stardust Memory, all tell very aesthetically and tonally different stories of, in the within the same continuity.
0: Within the same continuity, many of them within the same, like, two years of time. <laughs>
1: yes and I'm just like that's just one fucking franchise what not once again Gundam is the biggest mecha franchise but I'm not there is so like if you want that's literally about defeating aliens with the power of culture and love and music just watch them across like if you want some, if you want something more similar to Gurren Lagann just about like uh, with just insane bat shit scale and in terms of and stuff like that but with a little more of a you know kind of a little more cynical edge to it, there's the entire Getter franchise is over there. If Um, you want compelling war drama, you got Votoms and Gundam. You got if you want a police procedural, you got Pat Labor.
0: You got If you if you want if you want like neo noir blade runner ass melodrama, there's big O.
1: Yeah. If you want fucking surrealist like film noir there's big o it's crazy if you want a romantic comedy there's if you want a straightforward romance about like free love hippie surfers taking on the government you got to wreck a 7
0: you got what i o- what i always tell people is like look you can make whatever like whatever story you like there whatever kind of story you're into there is a version of it that involves at least one large metal biped and that's Mecha, baby!
1: Yeah. Like, even... Like, I'm not gonna say that, like, if you point at, like, Jig, Mazinger, Getter, and, like, Guy King, it's like, yeah, those are... A lot of the 70s stuff is gonna be a lot of the same thing. Like, yeah. I'm sure if you watched Combatler Volts and Dimos back-to-back-to-back to back through, like, 180 episodes total, I think you'd want to fucking blow your brains out.
0: If you... If, if you were watching... If you were watching, like, fucking, like... Z- z- fucking, a random, a random throwaway episode of Zambot, and for ten minutes it accidentally cut in riding. you might not notice!
1: <laughs> you'd <If> no, you'd <laughs> notice with Zambot. But I mean, like, if you're watching, like, God Sigma, and then suddenly it turns into, like, Baldios, or, like, you might just be like, what? This like what is happened? the same thing.
0: It, I think, isn't that what, <laughs> isn't that kind of what they did for fucking, um, when they tried to localize uh, Get a G G Getter?
1: No, they, that was uh, Transor Z when they tried to Transor... make Mazinger Z. But they would also randomly just cut it between, They would randomly use footage between Mazinger Z and Great Mazinger, like nobody would notice that it's two different robots.
0: Yeah, and uh, but honestly, in in terms of in terms of two different robots, they are the most similar, but still,
1: <laughs> they they're, they have different color schemes. I mean, they have the same color scheme, but they have like different they have, like, a, like. Mazinger Z has like the weird little things, and then Great Mazinger has a big V.
0: Yeah, great. Great Mazinger is pointier. He's,
1: he's 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 very pointy.
0: He's got a sword.
1: It's funny because they did bring Getter Emoji to America, but not original Getter, and it was called uh, Star Avengers. Not Star, to be that's be, what
0: I was thinking of. Not Star to Avengers.
1: be confused with Star Blazers, which was uh, Yamato.
0: Yeah, apparently, like a not, not a horrible localization in terms of its era. Oh yeah, dude, I was actually blown away that the theme song
1: is honestly it uses the same exact beat and like. Almost the exact same lyrics as the Space Battleship Yamato theme.
0: Yeah, it's like it's a translation. Like they did it.
1: <laughs> like I think the the only weird thing is instead of just like Yamato, they say like Our Star Blazers, and that's like the only difference. Yeah. And it's like it's still apparently like a pretty faithful like recreation. Like they censor a lot of it, and they're like that person didn't die. But, but, like, that's... that's They did that in fucking, like, or Bad It's Wolverine a good Planets. thing
0: they launched their space parachute.
1: It, like, a lot of that.
0: <laughs> now it's time to Voltron, call the police too. and put them in prison where they can be rehabilitated.
1: I mean, isn't... I remember in Golion, I think the blue... The original blue pilot dies. And, uh, there's an Yeah, no, it's, uh... You...
0: It's Shiro. Uh, Shiro dies in, like, episode 7 or something. And then... Luckily for the localization team, there is there there is a minor character in the rest of the series who is Shiro's brother who looks vaguely like him and so they just used him and he's like this is Shiro now or Sven, which was his localized name.
1: Yeah. Like that there was a lot of that in Star Blazers, but like that that's that's a digression. What, what's the other misconception that you that pisses you off?
0: Um, I mean, just people's like unfucking willingness to even like try. It's just so weird. It's so weird, like what people will watch for the first time and get into, and then it's like, oh, I like Mecca, and they're like, oh, I don't like Mecca, and it's like, what the, fu- what did I do to you? <laughs> like, Um, and you know, like I don't obviously I don't push the issue, but it's just like I I remember when like I, I pe- people just can't wrap their heads around it. I don't know what. Miscon I don't know what the conception is like, I don't know what I don't know what the, like, the cultural overall just vibe on Mecha is, cause it's just, it's disinterest it just ends up being utter disinterest, it's like you're asking them to watch paint dry, like they don't get it. Like, um,
1: which... it's funny cause people act like they like giant robots, they're like, oh yeah fuck yeah, giant robots, I love Pacific Rim I'm like, here's the five things that inspire Pacific Rim, nah
0: yeah, no, nah, and then you do the same thing with Girl Logon. You do the same thing with Evangelion. You, like, and it's, it's so, it's so weird. And, and especially, and especially because it's, like, you know, the, even, even, like, regardless of, like, oh, like, fucking Mecha's tropey, it's, like, how are you gonna tell me Mecha's tropey and then, like, you, you watch, watch One like, Piece. like, like, watch One Piece or watch My Hair Academia? Like, I love both of those shows, but it's, like, honestly, like, Mecha, Mecha is arguably a sub, like, Mecha is, has a lot of bleed over with shonen in general as a overarching, as a big genre demographic type thing. Well, they all come deal. from the
1: same primordial Tezuka, like, juice. Yeah,
0: so it's like, I don't know how you can fucking, I don't know how you can watch My Hero Academia and then be like, I don't want to watch any Mecha, and it's like, it's the same shit.
1: How, like I I can't say how somebody could watch like Gohan fighting Cell and be like this is hype and then watching like the finale of New Getter Robo and being like this is dumb
0: yeah like what the fuck they're both dumb shut up <laughs> like, yeah or or just like how I don't know how how you can I don't know how you can like watch like watch Death Note and then not watch well I was gonna say not watch um fucking Code the, Geass the, like, Code Geass but also Code you Geass call Geass that was a
1: anime of... the clamps more than you call it Code Geass. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it's the clamps, but um, uh I think Kogi Kogiass is another one that people watched. That one people did watch because it's clamp and very pretty. Um,
1: it is. It, it's also it's also very gay.
0: Yeah, and clamp. also and I, th- I think, I think, think uh, and I think that that brings I think that brings me to the not and then not everything exactly the first a- season did interesting.
1: The second one just turns into Gundam Seed. I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs>
0: Um, not exactly a full topic, but like this bleeds into my other thought of like there definitely are instances where a piece of media will have giant robots or like example or like or like moments of mecha inclusion, but the overall series isn't necessarily in that genre um yes, like because I I think that's where people, because I think like code gu- code guess isn't that, but I think. Code Gas's primary fan base definitely wasn't going "Wow, cool robot." Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, they were what? in it for the melodra- They were in it for like the melodrama and the, the and the melodrama and the and the and the cute boys. Um,
1: the boys and the melodrama and the and melodrama involving the boys. And then other people are there jerking at C two,
0: while well, C two is jerking into pizza. I I. I th- like
1: um, wow code geass was just like a perfect storm of like we're going to appeal to so many different demographics and they got they kind of succeeded they're like we'll get yeah. the mecha guys by actually cuz the first season at least is a pretty decent mecha series the second season completely jumps the shark in my opinion but like and then you got like the clamp character designs you got like the really over the top shake like over the top melodrama you got the super pretty boys you got the you got the abundance of fan service so it's like in th- they're appealing to people in four different directions
0: yeah we'll get the horny um,
1: guys we'll get the horny girls we'll get the we'll get the legit we'll get the, the casual anime fan we'll get the mecha fan and we'll get all those people that just watch Death Note
0: yeah wow
1: they, um, they fucking got but, everybody
0: but, but so like Ba- basically, I wa- basically, I, I wanted to use this as a build-up to fucking talk about what what I feel is a what I feel is a mo- is is our new elephant in the room since we've come back. Uh, for me at least, um, because I both I I like anime and Western animation, um, fucking uh, Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh, uh,
1: before we dip into that, I wanted you to debunk this because I think yes. you are the person who, because you, I'm a, I'm a screaming lunatic. When someone talks about giant robots, I can, like, we talk giant robots. We like giant robots. We, our, our episodes are very unusual because we rapidly will swing between like this is a serious literary analysis of of Votoms to like, oh my god, the Stoner Sunshine is the coolest goddamn thing in the world. And I love it when Ryoma punches things. Like, we have no chill, we're like, we're always one or the other. Uh-huh. Because we both are like weird English major nerds, but we also like fucking robots, and we like it when robots punch each other. Yeah. But, so I have no, I, I'm a, I'm a maniac, and I can't properly explain this, and I need you to. Uh-huh. The, the biggest thing I always get is when I suggest a mecha series to somebody, they'll kind of give me like a... Is this show about the characters or is it just about the robots?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a thing. That That and is a thing. I want you to talk about this. I mean, you know, there's a lot of... There are super robot shows that where the cast doesn't get all... doesn't necessarily get any, like, arcs or anything, for sure. Uh, Monster of the Week shit for sure all day baby um but I feel like even in the super robot genre unless you're asking somebody to watch some like 70s 70s stuff I think even even as early as the 80s there's there's some meat there's meat on those bones even if you're finding a random like maybe it won't be Good, but there will be may, like, look, maybe the characterization won't be good or necessarily what you want, but or or, or like well written, but like there's characterization. I I think I think I think they got rid of that as soon as they could. I think as soon as they realized that that you could put a legitimate story into a fucking toy commercial, they started doing it. Yeah. Um.
1: Like, I, what would Gundam be without Amro and Char? fucking fucking waste of time a, a, that's what a, it would be a model kit <laughs> yeah it's like I, I don't know that 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 argument always confuses me and I have like no response because I just can't like it just comes from such a place of complete like just not knowing the genre at all because it's like yeah, what would get a robo be without the getter team it's like there. it's like the getter one the, the shin getter isn't just cool in itself it's cool because of the people who are also inside of it
0: yeah, yeah no totally like honestly it's just because it's like just because like the 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 mecha themselves are usually by and large just vehicles to be piloted like every, like every converse every every meaningful conversation about why about like oh i i, I loved this moment or i loved that moment it honestly like I think people who don't watch Mecca think that we're a hundred percent talking about how cool the Stoner Sunshine is all day. It's like no, we're, we're fucking talking about how fucking sick and ridiculous Ryoma is, twenty four fucking seven. Half of the things I love, half of the things Rioma did and said that I loved, he was not in the getter one for.
1: I mean, we're we're about the next episode we record. I don't know if this is going to come out before or after this one. Like, is this one's going to kind of be in a weird state of flux? But like, we're about to go into a probably two and a half hour discussion about
0: just Char. Yeah, we're about to cover. We're like, we're, like this is this is arguably like I I kept thinking about this as I was watching Gundam Origins of just like, there's no mecha in this. <laughs>
1: Well, like the, there loom, is, the back half is a me- the, ba- the, the the loom market has a lot of mecha, but like like
0: there is, but like if you're if if our argument if our argument is that it's not really about the mecha, this is proof. Gundam Origins is proof. Oh yes,
1: oh one hundred percent.
0: Um, and yet it's still mecha. Uh, it is beca- because. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if somebody if somebody with enough literary criticism chops came at me with the thesis that Gundam Origins wasn't a mecha, I would lo- I would like to read that essay. I would hear them out. Um, but I think I that's... would
1: tell them come at me, bro, because I've wasted a, probably a solid three years of my life doing. Like, if I totaled up the time that I spent watching mecha anime, it'd probably be a solid three years of my life, if not like, more. Th-
0: three years front to back 24-7? 365? Yes.
1: Like, if I, if I counted up all the hours I spent, it would probably add up to about three three years.
0: You could probably do a rough estimate if you, like, went on my anime list and then, like, take it into account, whatever you rewatched.
1: Yeah, I probably could do that.
0: That sounds like a good way. That sounds like a, like, you just fucking Sounds smoke. like a good way to
1: get fucking depressed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh no! I killed Tooch. Oh
0: man. Um, but no. But it's 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 funny that on it's funny that I am I I was just about to I was just about to like I constantly critique I constantly criticize uh, DreamWorks Voltron for not for for not actually being a mecha series and one of my biggest points is like how underutilized the titular mecha is. Meanwhile I'm singing Gundam Origins praises, even though that the only the only reason there's a legitimate mech fight in it is because they did a fucking like they did a fucking like in media res opening and then flashed back for the rest of the series.
1: Because they needed to because they totally needed to get those uh, the, sh- those the chalk- movies
0: the movie's called Mallrats. rats, we gotta show them all.
1: Well, no, I was gonna say it because they needed those uh, Char Custom and Black Tri Stars Custom Zaku's on on uh, high grades on shelves the, when episode one aired. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Bandai was like, "Okay, can we show like maybe like a minute of the Battle of Loom in the first episode?" And then I'm sure like a producer, like I'm sure the director was kind of like, "Okay, yeah, sure, <laughs>
0: <sighs> fucking fucking fine." Um, but but and then yeah. they were like, "Hey,
1: we can do. We can just fund another Build
0: Divers. We make bank off of that." <laughs> and he's like, yeah, "More like fine, Bank I get Divers." It but uh but but i think but i but i think the reason that Gundam Origins is still technically a a mecha is is because the the themes of it are the the themes of it and what what lit, what non what non mecha focused tropes there are it still shares with like the Gundam franchise as a whole, especially, but also the real robot genre uh, as a whole. Uh, and I mean,
1: the entire b plot of it so far has been about mobile suit development, the invention and in, in the innovation of the mobile suit.
0: Yeah, and then, like, honestly, like, I mean, okay, like full dis- full disclosure, because like people fucking like, r- regardless of regardless of how. Regardless of how whack, almost universally whack, people felt the ending was. There's a lot of people who who legitimately watched like ninety, like ninety nine percent of Voltron and enjoyed it. I fell off, like season three or four. I don't even remember. Um, I watched
1: the first season with my ex.
0: Um, and you know I it felt like they were they were mostly going for that legend of Korra money someone at netflix has an enormous avatar the last airbender boner because every single time they push uh, an animated project they need they need some percentage of the team to have been involved in avatar the last airbender or Korra, and then that's all they do with the marketing um Is that's this like the dragon prince uh dragon yeah. prince uh, Voltron. Yeah, the
1: creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender.
0: Yeah, um, and then they're then the, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were they were in talks about trying to get a live action Avatar series off the ground. Like, why? They <laughs> f- fucking, I, they fucking love Avatar: The Last Airbender, and like I get it, it's dope, but like, I, and it, again, it. it for for me like and I did get enjoyment out of a lot of the show but I felt like when the show was at its lowest it really did to me come off like it was just sort of ticking off the check boxes of uh, like like yeah of like okay this is what this is what this is what prestige children animation is which is the worst fucking thing that I can say with my mouth me as tooch um because if there's one thing I love is cartoons, and if there's one thing I hate, it's prestige drama television. Because it's all the same show about a sad white man. Uh, but... um,
1: And none of it's original anymore. It's all just adapted from better source material.
0: Yeah. Um, but so, and so I just, I just felt like... And the, the, way, the way I summarize everything I just rambled on about is... It's called Voltron, and Voltron never fucking shows up. Because Voltron's not actually important... To the show, and like that's fine, but they don't, they don't do need, anything with it. They don't. They really fucking don't. Like that's like,
1: that's the thing about pat labor. Oh, I bumped the mic. That's the thing about pat labor is that the the labors are not important to pat labor. There are episodes of the TV series where like there is not a single person getting inside of a labor for like three episodes. There's an episode just about filling out fucking paperwork because that's how because un- because driving a Mecca is very expensive and costly. But, but that's Pat Lieber doing something with it. Mobile Suit, yeah. Gundam Origin doesn't have mechas because they haven't been invented yet, and it's showing how they're getting invented and what necessitated their invention.
0: Yeah, I, I, like the the the, the the the... The last episode I remember watching, not the last episode I watched, the last episode I remember watching that significantly utilized Voltron was a basically like a uh a, like a, a gag episode about how like the the, the you know the, Vo- the the Voltron team is like a, leading a rebellion against the Galra empire and so they're trying to go from planet to planet and like c- convince people to please like we know that they're extremely scary space fascists but like we need you on our side we promise we're gonna do our best to make sure they don't kill you if they find out you are. Uh, and you know that takes some doing because people generally don't want to die. Uh, you she know. Got
1: something <laughs> <ill-guy in me. laughs>
0: Um, But so one of the ideas, one of the jokey, one of the jo- like, it was like a jokeier episode, and like the, one of the ideas they came up was the, the, was basically propaganda. Uh, they would they would like do cool tours. Well, it's, it's like that scene in Captain America where it's a montage of him going on tour and punching fake Hitler. Um, they would do, it was, they would do shit like that, but with the real Voltron.
1: <laughs> that's, that's an interesting idea.
0: It's a, it was a fun, it was a fun episode, but, like, all I could think about was, this is the most I've seen Voltron in this show so far. I don't even know if it was in the last episode before this, like, on screen at all, period. And now we're, like, use oh, now a funny joke man, uh. <laughs> um... I-
1: I just think the creators of Vol. I got this vibe toward the back half of season one, and which is kind of I think why I wasn't too I like I, I liked the front half because I was like oh shit this is well, a because the, the, yeah,
0: the, the front half was about them forming Voltron,
1: and then I was like oh they're doing some Dan Kuga oh we can't cooperate as a team kind of stuff which is good that's always good and it, you always need the like the shit that prevents you from combining your robot that you got to get over that's some character building shit.
0: They do that more often. They they especially do that later in the series when when Shiro is out of action for a time, presumed dead, uh, and then I thought that was fun because it's sort of like they they came they came up with like a better narrative reason for why the pilots are switching around the lions and stuff. And there is a whole like mini arc where Keith has to fucking has to earn the Black Lions trust and such. Yes, and th- th- those those moments are cool,
1: but I I just I it didn't it felt like it kind of had other priorities and really kind of was like I guess we gotta have the robot now.
0: Yeah, and that was the other thing is like the, what really hit home for me was that Voltron itself had such a low priority is like after the first season, after the first two seasons really because what I realized and you probably noticed this that like huh. That first season was really short and ended almost in the what felt like in the middle of things. Netflix when Netflix makes cartoons, they do a full seasons production and then just cut it in half and call it two seasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah and and that's so that and that's so they can still have the whole binge phenomenon, but then not have to wait an entire year for more um. You're basically binging uh, half of the season every six months. Um, God, I hate that shit. Yeah, it was, it's bad. It's dumb. Uh, but, uh... I lost my thought.
1: I'm pacing in, Vol- in Votrons. Of uh, Votrons?! <laughs>
0: Armored Trooper Votrons. Um...
1: The... Fuck, I can, When Keith goes to Quint and learns who he really is.
0: That he's... Devin Keith, spoiler alerts for Voltron, Keith is in fact part Galra. That is a spoiler alert. He has to go to Galra and learn who he is. Does he become Uh, no. Does Shiro become a. Spoiling fucking Votoms here. Uh, he. He comes back to life and has white hair. Whiter hair.
1: I think we're gonna cover Voltron at some point.
0: Yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's what people uh, are like.
1: That's what we're gonna be the biggest douchebags in the world. We'll be like, hey, if you pay us like, if when we finally get to twelve hundred bucks a month on Patreon, we'll do Voltron, and we immediately do Go
0: Lion. It's gonna be a three-hour episode, and two and two of the hours are gonna be me hollering about how fucking about how dreamworks are cowards and you might be thinking oh is it for is it for them killing off Alora in the end and then preemptively like r- retroactively killing off Chiro's gay g- like gay partner no it's because P- pidge is trans non-binary and they're fu- and they fucking wasted it assholes Yeah. They almost, they almost did. I feel like they wanted to, and they just didn't, even though they probably fucking could have. Because it's Netflix. It's subscription-based. You don't have advertisers. You don't have fucking, I mean, you probably have some sort of internal sensor board. But it's, Netflix is regulating itself. Who fucking cares?
1: It's almost like we live in hell.
0: Welcome to hell, welcome to hell, welcome to hell. It's almost like this
1: is hell. (laughs)
0: Anyway, anyway, what? Uh, I, what should,
1: I, so if you've made it this far and you still are like, huh, maybe these two lunatics are right about robots.
0: <laughs> maybe these two First fucking of all, insufferable you, if you listen, lunatics. If you listened to the last 15 minutes and said maybe they're right, you're wrong. <laughs> um, We've never um, been
1: right about anything in our lives.
0: Uh, that's true we have hours and hours of recorded footage that proves it um but... so
1: I, I was thinking this is this is where we'll, we'll try to wrap this up and give people stuff to watch
0: oh sure like a like a like a like a beginner's course. Like ago yeah yeah like, re, like a summer reading list so
1: I'm just gonna say the essentials that I think the canon. everybody I, I think something that everybody should watch is at least it please watch. Mobile Suit Gundam. Like, at least try to sit through the first movie. I, like, I I know you're gonna, people are gonna be like, but isn't that from 1979? Isn't that old? Isn't it, like, isn't that, this looks like Speed Racer. I don't like it. It's, it's not in HD, and I'm like, you don't know anything about animation. I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to fight you. Just. Get the,
0: get the Blu-ray, it's fine.
1: Yeah, get the Blu-rays, they look great. Like, um like just if you can find a copy or just watch them online if you can find the Gundam trilogy just just watch them they're great it there are 3 2 hour 2 hours and some
0: change movies the the ending the ending songs are fucking fire they whip ass if you, um, and if you
1: if you have if you have the patience to sit through a 43 episode series with some so-so pacing and tone do that too because 0079 is great
0: and the the best thing about 0079 is it 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 not only informs the rest of the fr- like like once you watch dubless 00- like people always ask like oh where do i start it's like 0079 not just because oh it was the first one and not just because oh it's 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 legit it legitimately still is one of the better ones but because after that it doesn't fucking matter you, you can, can watch, watch anything, anything else after it doesn't fuck like bro cuz like the only thing that ever gets referenced is the one year fucking war <laughs>
1: Because it's the most important event in like the Universal Century.
0: Um, like we'll go to that when we do it.
1: it. We'll go more into detail about other Gundam recommendations when we get our Gundam guide.
0: Yeah, but and but and and not not only does it not only does it inform not only does it inform your knowledge of Gundam going forward, but it it it's also just the, the foundation for. Arguably every mecha going forward Anything anything that is like it Is like it because of Gundam Anything that isn't like it Might be not like it Because we want to make something that isn't Gundam
1: <laughs> I would say another recommendation I'm going to recommend two things That we've done in this show Because that way you can experience them with us yeah. I'm going to uh, I'm going to highly recommend Three shows mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say Pat Labor, The Early Days, OVA
0: Yes, I agree
1: uh, and then, because that you can immediately dive into Pat Labor the movie, or you can just go right into Pat Labor on TV, or Pat Labor the movie too. You can just go straight into the Pat Labor franchise from there, and that is a that. And let me tell you, we it's impossible to watch early days in more than one sitting. You you just what well, you binge it. it it's impossible you you watch all of it it's so much it's fun. It's
0: delicious. It's just all oh, it's like popcorn. You can't have just one. If you haven't if you, mm. if you haven't seen Pat
1: Labor already and you want to stick your baby toe into Mecca, Pat Labor's the best place, I'd say. Because if you're like I have no experience with Mecca, I don't like Mecca. The, the idea of a giant robot is very boring. I would say Pat Labor might be your best gateway drug.
0: It From really there, is.
1: I'm talking more to the Gurren Lagann crowd, I'm talking more to, like, somebody who doesn't want... Like, because I know people who don't like Gundam because they don't like, you know, the long, dramatic, like, story arcs. They don't like the dark themes. They want something that's a little more bombastic. Uh-huh. They don't like they don't like the long arcs. They don't like the melodrama. I'd say, you know what I'd, I'd suggest? New Getter Robo. Yeah! Right off the bat, New Getter Robo. You don't really need much context for the franchise, like, at all, since it's a reboot... And if you like what you see there's a lot more of it
0: yeah you you can yeah and that that's that's another one that's almost like a reverse double 79 it's like it, it came after a lot of the franchise but it you can use it as a jumping off point for like anything else getter after that
1: i'd say if you want an introduction to some like some like violent super robot new getter yeah and uh, last but not least, these are, and then I'm, we're going to go deeper in recommendations, but this is the last from the one we've covered right now. Votoms. Armor Trooper Votoms. If you are a fan of Metal Gear, if you are a fan of war media, if you are already a fan of... You've seen a Gundam show. You've seen Pat Labor, You've seen, like, tertiary real robot stuff. Dude, I cannot overstate how great Votoms was.
0: If you like like Fist of the North, if you like Shonen, if you, if you don't even... Seinen. If you like Seinen. If you like Seinen, this if you like Trigun. A, if you like Trigun, if you like Seinen Votoms, and we have fucking
1: four episodes where we go through the entire show with you. would I, I, if you once again, if you're even just curious about Votoms, just listen to our Voodoo episode. Votom Armor Trooper Votom, Stage One Voodoo and Last Red Shoulder. That, that sure, that'll spoil the first handful of episodes for you, but the rest of the show is so good too.
0: If if we didn't, if, I, I almost said I, but I know I can include you in this. If we didn't have a weekly show where we had to talk about a new mega-series sh- every day, the two of us would probably just be watching Votoms again. Oh, right I would now. be on my third, right my,
1: my third viewing of Votoms. <laughs>
0: like, I want to so bad.
1: <laughs> Make Jazz watch it so that you have an excuse to
0: watch it again. God, I don't, mm, I don't know, I'd have to test the waters, but also, but also, like, I just don't think I have the hours in my day.
1: Oh, yeah. You can get a long-term thing, but Coconut and Vanilla are good enough characters to sell anybody on Votoms, I think.
0: Oh, no, that would definitely be, if if I did get Jess to watch it, that would definitely, like, they would definitely be in it for Coconut and Vanilla. And
1: Kiriko and Fiona are great, too. They're great, too? No, yeah, they're great, too. Everybody's, that's such a good guess. Oh, job. it's so good. So, Tooch, I'm gonna play a game with you. Yes. Because I, uh, let's do the game of, if you like a blank, please watch blank.
0: If you like pina colada please get caught in the rain
1: um, okay so let's bring up let's if you like shonen anime if you are if you are the person who usually are watching like my school academy which is what I call Boku no your academia <laughs> if you're watching my school academy you're one you're one piss you are your your dragon's balls your you of Haka shows. I'm being very, very reductive to the shonen genre right now because I feel like being an asshole. No, that's what you,
0: fine. What um, would you
1: say to suggest to somebody who likes shonen? That's God. that's typically what they watch. That's
0: that's a that's a hard one. Just because, like, I mean, obviously something super, something super, but it's hard because it's like, you know, as much as we do get, as much as as much as we did just go off at of people for like assuming assuming that. Like Mecha doesn't have good characterization. Like there, there's, there's a lot. Of, like I love Gao Like nobody in Gao like has a fucking arc. Um, they... does Goku have an arc? Gohan has an arc.
1: Gohan has an arc, but does? Um, I don't know. Because well, I think the one thing that the, the one of the big differences between Mecha and Shonen that I think makes this hard to answer is that I think a lot of what people like about Shonen is like the the power scale increase
0: there's a there's a, power see... scale, there, well, there's a power scale increase but i think also like the the i i think okay what it really is i think it's it's less about they that they like the power increase they they like the reason that there has to be a power creep and the reason there has to be a power creep is the draw is about overcoming adversity and th- th- when you make a 10 year long weekly story about overcoming adversity you run out of adversity to overcome uh and so adversity just kind of becomes one or several gods
1: (laughs) i would say if you haven't seen Gurren logon already Gurren logon would be like gurn logon is power creep compressed into a single season and it's a phenomenal
0: yes i would also say new getter again
1: new getter I would say Gurren Logan follow the getter web, follow the getter train. Go go into some of the like uh, like I would suggest like the the Jig reboot. Mm-hmm. That that has a similar vibe. Getter Armageddon definitely. I would say like Shin Mazinger, Kaiser SKL. God. Um
0: Shin Mazenkaiser, definitely. Um but with the caveat that like you should also like at least read up on gonagai and prepare yourself. Oh yeah. Cuz oh, yeah. I, I the, 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 the 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 longer we go on in in the popular culture and the more anime the, the more that anime as a whole actually does start to get better about being like less 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 problem, like less problematic, the more that we're going to have to be like, "Hey man, you should you should make sure you know who Gona guy is before you watch some of this.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to now... Okay, because I give you a hard one with the Shonen, but uh, I'm going to bring up uh, some uh, some shows. Um, first of all, if you watched Darling in the Franks and liked it, please clear it from your memory, download a copy of Aim for the Top Gunbuster, watch all of it, and then watch uh aim for the top 2 "Diebuster," and forget you ever watched of and in the franks
0: i was also going to say uh uh i was also going to say uh, eric 7 just tr- just in terms of like bo- like uh, this is a this is a mech show and also there's a boy and girl and they clearly and they they clearly like each other and that's kind of what the show is about but there's also like war shit going on
1: yeah that's ereca 7 too definitely i'd say ereca 7 probably is like Darling in the Franks, but good. If Eric you like Seven
0: Al- is Darling in the Franks, but wholesome. Uh,
1: if you liked, uh, if you liked Al- Noah Zero, it's literally a crappier remake of Blue Comet SPT Lasner, and that show rocks. That show slaps. Its opening is dope. I've been all about Lasner, and it's by the same director as Votoms. So hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, let's see. What if we somebody who grew up with Transformers? Well, should we talk, talk about the Brave franchise for a bit?
0: Yeah, probably. At, at the very least, in terms of visual, like, visual aesthetics. Like, if you're coming to Transformers and you want... And you, you, just, you just... You're just you really comfortable with that design, with that mech design aesthetic. Then, like, yeah, the definitely the Brave series. It's literally by some of the same fucking animators.
1: Well, because uh, what it was was that uh, Takara the Toy Company... Mm-hmm. Um owned, had the Japanese rights to Transformers. And I think that Takara also produced the uh, tra- the Japanese trans- dubs of Transformers and, like, the Japanese-exclusive Transformer animes.
0: Yeah, 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 because I was about to say, did they all, did, so they did, like, the, what was it, like, the Headmasters stuff?
1: Yeah. And then they, like, lost the rights for a hot minute, I think during the 90s when Beast Wars was happening in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they're like, damn, what are we going to do now? And they're like, well, why don't we just... Do it (laughs) Anyway
0: Let's just Let's just do it
1: (laughs) Let's just uh, do it anyway And then you got So I would say If you're coming straight From like If you're familiar with Japanese Transformers franchise And you want to go deeper Into Mecha I probably don't even Need to tell you this But I guess this goes Straight into like uh, Into X-Kaiser Into Brave X-Kaiser If you're coming from Gurren Lagann And you have like Memories of really liking Transformers Armada and like Cybertron and Energon, the ones that aired on Good Old Toonami, go straight into Galgaigar.
0: Galgaigar, yes.
1: I would say if you want to get into Brave and you have like rudimentary knowledge of Mecha, Galgaigar is great, and then you can work your way backwards.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing.
1: Um, what would you say? Okay, so last but not least, what would you say to somebody who's only seen Evangelion? Fuck like they're they're like they're they come from because i've talked to a lot of these people where they're like oh mecca is like i have patrician taste mecca is plebeian evangelion is the only high art mecca i would i would tell them to watch gundam and Ideon.
0: yes although Edeon Edeon's a tough fucking sell you already have i would say like it's It's great on paper. I like everything that Ideon does well, but so far, the only reason that I made it, that I'm making it through Ideon is because I have such a foundational knowledge already.
1: I would say Ideon's harder to appreciate if you haven't already seen SS79.
0: Yeah, that, that, that definitely too, uh... But even then, also, I feel like I feel like if I feel like if somebody if like if somebody's if somebody's like okay, I just I just watched below Seventy Nine, and that was that was great. I'm gonna watch Edeon now. Then they would go like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, <laughs> and they would. That's you know what they they I wouldn't have anything to tell them. They'd be like, "You know what? Yeah, this is super different and weirder." Um, uh, um, Evangelion. Yeah, I mean like cuz it's like do you recommend them something different? Do you recommend them something that inspired it? Do you recommend them something that came after it?
1: I always tend to think that you can learn more about a piece of media you like by by find by looking at the ingredients that created it. That's the yes. whole because of that, that's the whole reason my one of my friends who's going to be joining us on the Evangelion episodes is uh is going through the entire Ultra series right now.
0: Yeah. Which I also want to do, but I want I want to watch everything, so it doesn't matter.
1: It's why I watch The Prisoner, because fucking Grant Morrison loves The Prisoner.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to watch that. You were telling me about it, and I did always know about it, but now that you, ever since you reminded me that The Prisoner existed, twenty twenty fucking, it's
1: like it's like twelve like forty minute episodes. It's great.
0: Yeah, like twenty twenty two is even more into it than I already was. I'm Fuck, like, oh, I'll do a, I'll
1: do a guide in on The Prisoner fuck yeah if it gets down to that
0: <laughs> hey you know it'd be cool what if the prisoner had a mech it
1: would be cool that'd be cool <laughs>
0: um uh you know if you... <laughs> hey if you like <laughs> hey if you like the prisoner what mecha show should you watch
1: i'd say uh i'd say evangelion and then votoms
0: i was gonna say votoms half jokingly and then i was like wait it's not a joke <laughs>
1: No, I was gonna say seriously. I'd say like the the whole Kafka esque like labyrinth of lies and like misinformation that Kiriko has to navigate is very prisoner esque. How,
0: how do we how do we get David Lynch into Mecca?
1: You, you saying that was like like unlocked some part, some <laughs> dangerous part of my brain that I didn't know existed.
0: <laughs> what does Lynchian Mecca look like? I'm so scared and fascinated.
1: That you're going to get Ultra Instinct, Devin, if you see it, if you fucking <laughs> ever, if that ever comes to be.
0: Oh, um, man, that's that's, that's going to be the finale of Mectrospective, is we're going to review our own anime that we willed into being.
1: No, our fi- the final episode is going to be when we, it's just running, co- it's just, we have a commentary track where we're watching Evangelion with David Lynch. Actually, I think he's seen Evangelion. Probably. I think, his, I think one of his sons was really into it. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lynch has seen Evangelion, but like
0: I—I f- I, I mean, I don't know him, but I—I I wouldn't put it past him because it's like you know some, s- some people, especially when they're when they're older and like television animation in the popular culture wasn't like a foundational institution of storytelling. It was just like fucking Daffy Duck cartoons and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see him just not being able to, like, c- critique it in the same way that he does other shit like because it's just a barrier that's just like a generational barrier for some people um
1: that commentary track with special guest David Lynch. yeah. I think the final episode of the I think the the final episode of Metrospectives when we like when we're able to interview Yoshiyuki Tomino So Tomino why did you go completely crazy and start talking about non- eyes pussy?
0: Uh, he, like and he he says something and like the translator says, uh, he says that was the only time he's ever been sane.
1: <laughs> Fuck, we've been going for a while, but uh, I hope this was a somewhat informative uh, ramble about Mecca. I, I hope you you come out of this a little more educated and hopefully a little more open minded to the genre because I know some people who watch this that don't actually watch Mecca and they just think we're
0: funny fucking wrong on both accounts. Watch <laughs> watch, watch more Mecha. How dare you think I'm funny? <laughs> uh, no, um... Thank uh, you. Just... Thank you earnestly. Uh, thank you earnestly for, for enjoying for enjoying this show, even if you don't watch a single thing we ever talk about.
1: Yeah, um... Uh, final things, uh, I demand you watch Armor Trooper Votoms. Please, at least try to watch Votoms.
0: Votoms is good. Votoms, vo- Votoms might be... Votoms might be... More watchable for for modern audiences that don't like classic animation than like than Double Seventy Nine.
1: It might be. I don't know, dude. If Votoms had good compilation movies, it would be unstoppable.
0: It it is, but also like I feel like uh, we already talked about this in the episode, but like Votoms pacing is never not good. I mean, there's like a couple episodes that you could probably cut. That's it.
1: And those are only in like Wudu and Kuman, maybe. Yeah. And then like um. the back half of Votom's is just like a roller coaster that just doesn't stop. You you sma- like once once like Kumin goes off towards like the middle and then Kiriko goes into fucking space with the battleship space battleship X and fucking Sunsa and then you're going straight into Quint, that's just woo that show is bonkers. But uh what would you say is your final closing statements?
0: Uh give it a chance. The robots are cool. Uh, as much as we joke about "Wow, cool robot," fucking wow, man, that they're cool fucking robots. Sure, yeah, no, totally. um But there is honestly, honestly there's honestly so much more. And then one thing, one thing we didn't cover that I will always say is the, uh, the the true unsung reason that anybody fucks with Mecha that no one even knows: fucking music.
1: Oh yeah, that's the only thing that makes Gundam Wing watchable.
0: Oh yeah. Mhm. Uh but yeah, like uh, fucking ev- mecha, the mecha openings great. The so- the the OSTs, the soundtracks fucking great. When when you can just attach so much emotion to like a single like track, like Mecha does that so well. I mean, Shonen does it well too. That's that's one of the bleedovers, but fucking Mecha wouldn't be anywhere where it is without without the, without some sweet fucking tunes.
1: I actually figured it out. I know exactly what... If you are just at a complete loss and you want to see something really good, honestly, I'm going to throw it out, see if it sticks. Uh, Track down Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt December Sky. It's the compilation film of the first season of Thunderbolt adapting roughly the first three volumes of the manga.
0: You're in for a rough ride, but...
1: It's rough, but, like, that's... If you
0: think that... it's good, in a good way. It's rough in a good way.
1: If it if it can dislodge some of the preconceived notions of what you think Mecha or even Gundam is, just just watch that. It if if like... you
0: if you like if you like f- if psychological thrillers, if you like fucked up movies about damaged people, Gundam once again because there's
1: a Mecha show about it. there's a Gundam show about it. This 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 genre is unstoppable.
0: Uh, but yeah, those that's that's Mecca.
1: Yeah, uh, you can follow us at metrospective You can email us uh, at metrospective at gmail.com. If anything I said here was fraudulent or false, send us an email with the subject, hey douchebag, and rudely correct me. Uh please rate us five on iTunes, even if you hate iTunes, uh, it would we'd greatly appreciate it. it uh it'll very much help us out. Let's uh do we have any any emails or anything or do you want to wait on that?
0: Uh we don't have any emails. Don't worry. No one likes us.
1: Let me let me see if we have any <laughs> Let me see if we have any um, any reviews on Metris, on uh, Apple Podcasts cuz the the Titan episode did come up where I told people to review us. No, but we do have one that I we said we'd read them online and we didn't read this one. Okay. This one is from January 14th, 2020. Subject by uh, JC Kamen or JCC Aman. I'm going to say JC Kamen. Uh, Getter with three exclamation marks. A few years ago, I searched for a podcast by Getter Robo. I was not expecting to find anything. I found this podcast and quickly became a fan. I didn't think there was another person, let alone two, who loved Getter Robo as much as myself. If you're a fan of the mecha genre, give this a listen. I would love to chat with the hosts about Getter and all things mecha. Keep up the good work.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, we would definitely want to get back to Getter. I was thinking, um, the next time we talk about Getter, I want to do, like, I want us to redo, um, the manga, like, up to this point. Like, we have, like, one big episode where we talk about, like, original G-Shin-Go, and then we have an episode for ARK. Yeah! Where we can finally wrap up the Getter Robo saga, because ARK is be that funny. dangling thread. Uh, yes, but for, uh,
0: from here on out, I'm Devin. I'm Tooch, and uh, please, please watch robots. Please watch robots, and please cry. Please cry at
1: robots. Yes, please cry at robots with us. Like, dude, there's so much to cry about. I was just sitting here. Wa- I was watching a Gundam Thunderbolt AMV with that one song in English that just destroys my heart, and I was just like crying at work, and my co-workers like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Fucking, you don't understand, man." <laughs> Look what you're missing out on.